the sky ain't a worry in my mind. Looks like we're in the clear, clear, clear just to live in the What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. Today I'm joined with my father Mark in the flesh. Live and in person. Finally, seven, seven months later. Oh, wow, it's been a long time, but... We've been resorting to all the Zoom videos and the StreamYard streams, yeah. mm -hmm. but there's nothing like doing this in person. Yeah, it's and just, it's, uh, yeah. It's really nice to be back in my old stomping grounds here, so it's good. With a little bit of changes. Ah, uh, quite a few changes, yeah. Quite a few <laughs> changes. Well, hey, today's video we figured there's not a better time than to talk about market volatility and the swings we've been seeing in the market because for those that have been following the stock market over the past what is it, maybe a few months? A few months or so, yeah. We started to seeing the summer volatility come around. And I think really where we're noticing this is in the comments section, as well as even some students in our academy who are talking more or less about um, how they're feeling during these periods. Maybe they're not approaching the volatility as they should. Mm -hmm. So we wanna come out and just, I guess, speak a little bit about how you can handle these periods. And maybe Mark's the best person to speak of this because you've been through these periods your <laughs> entire life. Uh yeah, I have been through them, and uh, yeah, what, what I've noticed in, like, like you say, Brandon, in the comments in our Discord chat, is what I would consider to be quite normal drops during volatile times, like two percent or three percent. A lot of newer investors can find that quite unsettling mm -hmm. because you maybe have never experienced that. And I, I think when you begin investing, you probably tend to pay much more attention to the day to day. You know, you're checking your accounts more frequently and it can lead to uh, you know, some unsettling times. So uh, what we want to do today is just sort of put things in perspective as to how, you know, what you can expect and look back a little bit over history and use that as a guide to our what we're going through right now, scary times or you know, are they how, normal, how normal are they are common, they, yeah. what we should be doing. And yeah, like I think you said the, the best way, in my opinion, to prepare to handle these times is to come in prepared and yeah. to come in and basically study back on history and and make the recognize whether it's normal or something we should be panicking about. That's a very good point. And I, I, I hope that we do educate uh, about, you know, what's happened in the past because that's how you learn, yeah. right? You know, they, 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 all these disclaimers say, well, history, you know, you can't base results on, on what happened before, but um, history rhymes. And so uh, being aware of that is, uh, is critical, I would say, to long-term investment strategies. Well, hey, let's dive right on in here, guys. If you haven't already dropped a thumbs up on the video, please take a moment and give us a like as well. As always, we do have our academy down below. We can tell you more about that at the end of the video. But why don't we start with this slide here up on the page? Very colorful. Dad, why don't mm -hmm. you take it away with this? Sure. Well, just I prepared a few slides here just to to see what's been happening recently. So this goes this goes back uh, just over the last couple of months, and you know the bottom line here. I, I looked at the three major U.S. indices: the uh, Dow Jones Industrial, the S&P 500, uh, and the um, Nasdaq, and which is the Nasdaq is the green line, the CCMP. That's the code mm -hmm. that's used there, and the Toronto Stock Exchange in purple. And you know, the, the bottom line, we can see from the ups and downs there that it has been quite volatile and everything, all these major indices are in negative territories as much as almost 5% in the NASDAQ over that time period. A very interesting way to look at the same information is on a weekly gain or loss chart. And I prepared that on the next one here. Now this is the, the Toronto Stock Exchange and the green bars simply show a week where the markets ended up and the red where they ended down. So the first thing that kind of jumps out at me here is they're back and forth. Yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs. If we look on the right-hand scale, the you know we're looking in the sort of 1.25-ish percent 
rate as far as the deepest weekly drop. And of course, these are you know from Monday to Friday. So mm -hmm. there's gonna be some bigger drops intro, intro week, mm -hmm. but this is how it finished out. Um, just to compare that to the, um, to the daily drops. So the next chart here shows narrower bars, red being down, green being up. And uh, this is where we see, uh, it's really to me puts it in perspective, we're seeing a lot of choppiness out we're there. We're seeing it, about 50% of the days in this time period. Uh, approximately, yeah. One day up, next day down, yeah. and a few little strings in there. Uh, no different on the NASDAQ, we see very, very similar numbers. And finally on the Dow Jones, I mean, I don't know, you could just put one chart after another, all of these major indices, to me, kind of look the same. The concept is, we're in choppy markets now. This is very common during the summer, you know, and, and as we go now, we're just early into October. Uh, so this is nothing new, but if you're Wait, are you saying that October, summer is October time? Summer is October time. Did I say that? No, I'm just saying you said we're in the summer, but in and October, just in October, I don't we're know. just ending the summer. Uh, we've ended the summer. Okay, a few weeks ago, I think, right? September nevertheless, 20th. nevertheless, nevertheless, summertime tends to be choppier for various reasons, which you know we could talk about in a whole different video. I right? actually did a video on that. If you guys want to check that out at the top of this uh, page, I'll link it up. Link it up there. Last chart I want to show you here is just the the uh, VIX, the, you know, the uh, volatility index. And whereas currently has a filming today at 18.45, and um, you can see some obvious spikes if we go back, you know, to the credit crisis, it was trading up sort of near 90, and last year when COVID hit, it was spiked up again, uh, to, you know, to, to those high levels. So we're nowhere near that mm -hmm. for volatility. But if you, you know, if you drew a line across, uh, the the average is below 18.45 where we're at right now, and so the you know the bottom line if we look at the, the, the data, so the markets have been choppy. We look at the VIX, it's showing a higher level of uh, volatility than you would normally expect to see, but certainly not horribly high at the moment. Nothing I would say crazy. And you mm. mentioned at the top of the video, there's a lot of uh, comments that come in and say, wow, markets are down big today. And you know they're referencing a two to 3% drop. But when you compare that to just quite recently during the COVID pandemic, mm. when we saw the COVID oh, crash, yeah. which was about a 30, plus percent drop in a very short period of time. Yeah. In mm -hmm. fact, this was actually the fastest 30% yeah. decline that we've ever seen in history. Yeah. That is some real volatility there. And that's where, again, if we put up the VIX, you can see where these major spike ups come. Mm -hmm. Again, to put that in perspective where we are today, yeah, a little bit choppy, but nowhere close to that form of volatility. Now, positive on the COVID pandemic was that we ended up recovering out of that extremely fast. Yeah. And I think the data here shows that it was about 17 months to double off those lows. Almost unhealthy in how quick the recovery yeah. came. <laughs> Booming out pretty darn fast, which yeah. I don't think is normal. And again, I think it, it plays to why we're seeing all these comments is that, yeah, maybe these new investors, they've lived through times where the markets have just powered. Let's assume you started investing during the pandemic. Well, or and right a lot of people did. And a lot of people did yeah. right after you were participating in that very, very fast run up. And maybe mm. that's what you're becoming accustomed to that. Hey, this is what the markets are. And now these 2% red days, these 3% drops are feeling huge. Well, again, you're looking at a very short time frame and a very, I think, unique time frame if you just started investing in this given year. If you're an equity investor, uh, you shouldn't be investing in equities unless you understand that part of that path you're on are times like we're going through right now and, and worse, but right now we're going through almost normal routine volatility 
but you got to go through it before you mm-hmm. before it really sinks in. And so that's what we're experiencing right now. Yeah, and I have a couple of cool stats here that we could look at again to put things in perspective. Basically, based on the data we're looking at here, we see a decline in the market of about 10%. And many people would consider this a correction mm-hmm. when the stock market is down 10% or more. We see that on average about every 1.8 years. Now, you will hear different points for that and different people will categorize it all different ways. But basically, once or twice a year, you'll get a, a correction of this level. Looking back to the date here of 1950, we've had a total of 38 declines of 10% or more. And what's important about this, which should hopefully give people a bunch of hope, is that in all cases, 100% of the times, the markets have powered on and made yeah. it, all of those gains back, or all of those losses back, and pushed, for, pushed to higher highs. Mm-hmm. If we look at a statistic like the S&P going through a significant crash, and here we categorize that by, let's say, 50% or more, let's say, losing half of its value, there were basically two time periods where this happened. And this was going back to the 2007-2008 financial crisis, where the markets dropped somewhere in the range of 50%, and as well, the tech bubble pushing into the 2000s, and uh, that was a decline of about 49%. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. Important to note, the this is the S and P five hundred. Yeah. So in the tech crash, which was my first crash as as an invest as investment advisor, and the S and P five hundred saw a drop of fifty percent. But as it, the name implies, the tech crash, the Nasdaq dropped in the eighty percent range. Mm-hmm. And there were companies that did a video recently showing Amazon dropped ninety five percent and Cisco dropped ninety five percent. Really important to understand right now, and this is sort of part of the bigger portfolio management discussion, I suppose, but when the markets do drop, you typically get a number of the index dropping. Very few portfolios are the index. Mm-hmm. If you are properly balanced, um, you're not going, you shouldn't see a drop to that extent. Again, hopefully providing a little bit of comfort. And uh, you know, if you see the Dow Jones down 3% this week, most portfolios probably are, you know, they're not going to be exactly 3%. Yeah, I think you'll see actually quite a big range. You'll see the the aggressive investors, the ones that yeah. are taking on all the risk. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to be down significantly more than 3%. And the investors that are much more on the conservative side, well, they're not going to feel that full whether w- you, hit. Whether you have more conservative investments, whether you have a bond component, yeah. whether you have cash. some cash on the side, um, yeah, you're, you're going to see that. And so... She volatile times, but but certainly not scary. If, I, I don't think so. Yeah. If you were an investor in March of last year, 
that would border on scary, I would say. When COVID hit, we didn't know what was happening and you know things were just, they were volatile, but volatile down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're seeing now, um, there's a chart that I prepared here, which I think is so telling. And it looks back at the annual returns and contrast that with the intra-year decline. So this is the S&P 500 going back to 1980. And let's just look at last year as an example. So in 2020, at the end of the year, the markets ended up 16% to positive. the positive. However, they were down as far as 34% intra-year. Now, obviously that's in March when, when COVID hit, we saw a big drop there. If we go back a little bit further than that to the uh, the big credit crisis that occurred back in you know 809, in that range, in 2008, we saw the markets drop as much as 49% at some point during the year, and they ended up the year down 38. So that mm-hmm. was the big crisis there. Now, 2009 is very interesting. Although the market, the S&P 500, gained 23% at the end of the year, it was down as low as 28% mm-hmm. at some point during the year. On average, there is a drop of 14.3% throughout the year. And if you mm-hmm. sort of scan back over this chart, of the red numbers, you will see anywhere from you know minus two, minus three, even minus one more recently, um, down as, as far as you know forty nine percent, or mm-hmm. you know often at some point you're going to see well say an average of fourteen point three percent. Part of the the um, part of the game uh, of note of these forty one time periods, thirty one percent, thirty one of those the markets ended in a positive. Time frame at the at the end of the year. So I personally think that's the biggest takeaway from this chart. And yeah, I do think this is a very powerful chart to look at pretty much across the board. In any given year, there is at some point where the market is end up ending up, you know, it's dropping into lower territory. Yeah. And it's investors that can basically manage the emotions in those times, look at the statistics, look at the numbers that will be able to make the most rational de- decisions coming out of that. Yeah. One last chart, uh, Brandon, just to Sort of, we talked earlier about um, the markets dropping, but if you have you know, different parts of that market will drop differently. Let's look at a, a chart that shows asset class returns. And th- this chart is a, it's a busy chart, but it, I'm sure most people have seen something similar to this, where it breaks the, the, the market down into asset classes. And if we just look, because it's easy, look at the upper left-hand corner, look at REITs. So in 2006, the top performing asset class was REITs. Now, if we, so typically what you're going to see is a whole bunch of people piling into REITs, right? Well, in 2007, the worst performing asset class was REITs. And then if you look at 2008, they climbed up, you know, kept climbing in 2009, 10, 11, 12, REITs were at the top. Money is flowing into the REITs. Mm -hmm. And of course, predictably, you're going to see, uh, you know, them them dropping down the line uh, at some point after that. Pick the asset class, whatever it is. Nothing is always at the top. Nothing is always at the bottom. Uh, Just... I guess be mindful that uh, if you are, and I know there's a lot of people right now who are heavily growth uh, invested. In particular tech, let's call in it. In particular tech. So when we do see the S&P 500 um, you know, drop X percentage, uh, while the S&P 500 is, is heavily weighted in the, in the tech companies, the, the largest mega caps. And so if you have the S&P 500, say in an ETF, and you own you know, all of the, the FANG stocks, or the tech stocks on top of that, you're putting yourself at considerable risk. Lesson in diversification, just make sure that you have the portfolio properly um, set up. And really importantly, the time to do that is not when things are happening. It's, set it up now it's prior i think that's huge Mm. Uh, i think people will basically when their portfolio does drop 30 percent 
or 20%, that's when they say, oh crap, well, maybe yeah. I should be making some changes. But yeah. again, it's the proactive investors. It's the ones that are doing this now that are basically taking the risk off the table by making sure they're properly diversified. And I think that's really one of the takeaways today is that the volatility is going to be there. It's going to be there. It's been there going back <laughs> as far as data goes. But it's certain investors know how to handle it better and certain certain investors have structured their portfolio better to essentially prepare for those periods. I like what you just said. And that is, I guess, the takeaway. You can't be an equity investor without having volatility. Mm -hmm. the, that risk volatility is going to be there. Buy a GIC um, otherwise if you can't handle it. Buy a GIC and I mean, heck, there's times over the years where I counseled clients to buy GICs because you, everybody wants to be an equity investor. Everybody wants to make more money. Mm. Uh, but if it's, if it's, it's Some not, yeah. sometimes it's not in your nature. One last uh, chart to look at here. And I, I love this chart. I've been looking at it for well, a couple of decades probably now, something similar to this. It shows the range of stock, bond, and blended total returns over a one-year, five-year, or 10-year, or 20-year rolling periods. And let's just look at the green. The green, the green is, the, is representing stocks. And in any one time period, and the way I would explain this to clients is if you invest today in a stock or in the stock market, what can you expect to happen? Mm -hmm. And you kind of set your expectations anywhere from a high of 47% to a low of 30, a loss of 39% in that one time period. If you look at, okay, well, what if I buy today and hold for five years? Using historic data, the best five-year rolling return has been 28%. The lowest has been minus three. So yeah, you don't want to sit there with a negative 3% return over five years, but it kind of puts in perspective if you do have a bit of a time frame. The downside risk is so much less. And then if you look here at a 10-year rolling period, uh, again, high of 19, low of 1. And if you stretch that right out to 20, and probably most people watching this video will have a minimum of a 20-year uh, time period, I, I would hope. Uh, 17 compounded and a low of 6. And so on the right-hand side of the chart, you can see how the, the gap narrows so dramatically, and we always talk about long-term investing or you know, what is your investment horizon, your time horizon. And if you have a one or two or three year time horizon, it's very, very unpredictable. I don't care how good you are at doing your due diligence, how good you are at analyzing. You know, if we think back to February of last year, I remember we did a video and we one of the topics was um, the likelihood of a recession occurring. And I remember saying, gee, I looked at all of the, the metrics I look at and they're not there right now. I think things are still good. Well, I, you know, they don't have COVID, <laughs> you don't have pandemic mm -hmm. um, in those the typical metrics that you look at. So even though you're careful and do things that you should do, you have to prepare for something like this, uh, but they're gonna happen in the short term. And we've already seen you know, so the effects of, of that kind of, uh, not behind us, but we're working our way through them quite well. So. If I'm, if I'm hearing everything right, I think I can summarize with just a few quick points to wrap up this video. Mm -hmm. I think what hopefully we're displaying to you guys is that volatility is normal. Yes. Volatility is to be expected. Yes. Crashes are normal. Yes. Corrections are normal. These two, 3% drops on an intraday basis or on a given day basis, that is completely normal. And how to handle that is first of all, educate yourself yeah. on what the markets do, how they behave, how they react. I would say, yeah, understand what path you're on. That yeah. Is, yeah, you understand. And that's a good one. Most important, don't wing it. You yeah. know, like have your plan. Don't just start willy-nilly throwing things out there, then adjusting after the fact. Uh, just have that plan, stick mm -hmm. to the plan, understand what you're doing. And as long as you have the, the mind for investing, you will be fine. Um, but it, it can be uncomfortable. Heck, 
uh, even the most seasoned investor, you feel uncomfortable when the markets are going through these huge gyrations, but you do learn to live with it. And I wouldn't say live with it. I'd even take it a step further and say with the proper education and the proper knowledge, you don't. You tend to actually like these and invite these opportunities oh. because, again, to just throw up a couple of these charts, if you have that time frame on your side, mm. if you have that long-term horizon, if you're not going to hit the panic button and when things go south, you realize that these volatilities that we're seeing and these drops in the market are nothing less than opportunities when you're looking at great quality investments and great quality stocks. Very good point. And these, well, when the markets do pull back, it, it truly does provide the opportunity to increase returns. I mean, you, it's fine to own an index and go ride the ups and downs, but if you if you can add during these times with that extra yeah. cash you've got on the side, uh, very good point. In fact, those are, well, that's really the only opportunity to beat the market is to you know be able to take advantage of, of the gyrations as opposed to just ride it out. That's so true. But hey, yeah. I think we can wrap up the video there. Hopefully this video was able to give some of you guys just the peace of mind, mm -hmm. um, just some of the information, some of the statistics, and if you did find that that helped, again, we'd really appreciate it if you dropped a quick thumbs up. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, we post videos like this every week. And now that you're back, hopefully we'll try to get a couple videos done mm. at least before you're yeah. back out of here. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just great. It's just all great that you're here, <laughs> I'd say. Yeah, it's so nice to be back here. And so for those of you who are maybe new to the channel, I, I don't live in Vancouver. Uh, I live in Powell River, BC. and so. Uh, and because of the pandemic and travel restrictions and everything else, it's just been it, tough. It's been since it's been seven months since I've been back here, in my former office. Mm -hmm. uh, now the Investing Academy head office. Uh, so yeah, it's it's but it's great. So wish we could do this more often. Well, hey, if you want to see more content, make sure you subscribe. And last but not least, we do have our Investing Academy. So for anybody that is new to the market or you just want to increase your knowledge, wherever that is. We do, of course, offer courses and training mm -hmm. for Canadians, strictly based for Canadians. All video can be done online from the comfort of your home. There's a link down in the description where you can click that and check it all out. But I guess as always, we can wrap up there. Yep. We thank you guys for watching. We hope you enjoyed and we'll see you in the next video.